Charlotte, and I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mandy, and I am also one of your hosts, and I'm related to Charlotte. <laughs> We're sisters. <laughs> we come from a Mormon family, a large Mormon family from Utah. That's very dysfunctional, but There's we love each us. other. I was going to say, we don't know each other. <laughs> We're just meeting for the first We're time. We're just meeting for the first time. So yeah, you're here to listen to us tell you stories about all the times we've made the wrong decision. Or was it the right decision in the worst possible way? It's, uh, you know, there's a fine line, and I feel like we're we're doing the best we can. With what we were given. <laughs> Actually, uh, it was somewhat, I don't know, gratifying. Not gratifying. I don't know what the word is. Um, you know how we hate children. <laughs> well, I don't want to say I hate children. I actually really like them. As we would not care to have children ourselves. Oh, well, yes. Yeah. That's um, I know. I say that, and I think I offend people. Um, <laughs> well, just think about all of the little cuties that you're related to. Yeah, they're all right. I'm just kidding. You're all great. Whatever. <laughs> we also have a brand new one, so. Yay. Yay. What's her name? Well, I don't. I know her name. I just don't want to say it on the podcast because we don't say any of the kids' names. Oh, that's it's... fair. All right. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> monster. You are a monster. Um, but anyways, I was talking to our friend Leah, and she, because she, she has a son, and like, she keeps telling me all the time. She's like, Charlotte, you're gonna hit a certain age. You're gonna want a child. I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm not though. Really don't. And now I've, I've reached that age of which she thinks that I would have changed my mind by now. And then she was here the other day, and she's like, so I've been listening to your podcast. I understand now why you don't want to have children. <laughs> if I was raised in that environment, I wouldn't want children either. I was like, thank you. So what's the word I'm looking for? It's not gratifying, but she solidified. She Yeah. Because it's a word that's just not coming to me. Yeah. I was uh, talking to our aunt, uh, Julie, on the messenger the other day, too. Mm -hmm. And she was, she was kind of like, oh, I'm so sorry that you guys had such a terrible childhood, you know? And I was like, ah, it wasn't that bad. It like, wasn't that bad. We don't know any better. Also, it makes for some fucking great stories, in right. my opinion, so. And again, you know. I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't be the amazing person that I am currently. <laughs> I could have used to have a little bit more money. Eating the government cheese and the, <laughs> the but, King Vitamin cereal and that chicken that came in the can with that jelly around it. You probably <sighs> never had to do that. Yeah, church donation food was so gross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would say I I always thought we grew up super, super poor. But, like, looking back on it and, like, things mom had said, they just made us think we were really poor. Like, no, you were really poor. Yeah. But I grew up with mom, so we yeah. were just kind of poor. Um, but yeah, we definitely, we maybe had some government cheese every now and again, but maybe that was just when I was visiting dad. Um, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but, like, it was always like, we don't have the money for this. And it was always, you don't have the money, we don't have the money. And uh, so I always just thought we were just dirt poor, and it made sense. There were so many of us kids and so much, you know, whatever. Um, Giving 10% of it away to the To the church. church. Although mom wasn't at this time. <laughs> she was Wiccan, so... You know, because when I grew up, mom wasn't Mormon yet. She was didn't become Mormon again until I was 12. That's so, so weird. I know. So me, it was all, I would like to say Harry Potter, but Harry Potter wasn't around at the time. But it was all like, like wands and stick wands and like crystals. And oh, yeah. Statues of dragons. You call that a scepter? Like that. Uh, no, it was a wand. A wand. But there is a name and I can't think of what it is. Um, but anyway, so I, I, because I've been telling this story all my whole life. I was like, oh yeah, we were 
really ridiculously poor and then we got really really rich because our stepdad started stealing mm -hmm. and then when they got divorced he stole all that money too and then we were really poor again <laughs> so it's like i've been all over the place but when i think about it i'm like we actually weren't that poor they just constantly told us we were poor which yeah. actually i think and this is going to sound a little dramatic is kind of like child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, you're here to listen to us just basically get drunk and talk shit about whatever we want to talk about. <laughs> well, we're already breaking up a rule, so... Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Ooh, what are we drinking? I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm drinking the Avent Calendar children wine. Um, this one's called Shark Bite. It's 2019 it? from the south of Wales of Africa. And that's not a thing. Wine of Africa. I can't read. <laughs> that's a picture of a shark, not a whale. Oh, wait. Just kidding. I'm funny. Shark bite. Boom, boom. Oh, got it. But I see where my brain went with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm drinking my favorite on the rocks cocktail. I've tried them all. I love them all. But my favorite's the Cosmopolitan. It's the best one. It is the best one. It's so I good. I got Patreon. We're, uh, we're recording this live with video for our patrons. So um, they get, you know, a little extra special content that you guys just listening with audio don't get. You don't get to see our magnificent sparkly outfits. <laughs> you don't get to hear all the mistakes that we edit out. <laughs> you don't get to see our life-size, larger-than-life-size child doll drinking her own kid-sized bottle of wine. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess, you know, since we've been talking for six minutes, we should probably start the podcast. I guess. I was like, what was I bitching about? Let's get back to that. Um, anyways. What's going on in the world? What are we reading? What are we watching? What are we listening to? I'm going to start watching The Undoing on HBO. I attempted to start watching it. What's The Undoing? It's Nicole Kidman, Hugh Grant. There might be other people in it, but those are the only two I remember. Me and Dana were watching it a couple weeks ago when I was over at her house, but I was shit-housed. So it wasn't making any sense. And I was like, this show sucks. But then I talked to a few other people when I told them how awesome Perry Mason was. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you need to watch The Undoing next. I'm like, you know, I could see how maybe it might be good. I fully was confused when I was watching it the first time. But I was also two bottles of wine deep. So mm -hmm. I'll go back and watch it again. I'm interested in that. I, uh, the only, the only new thing that I have this week is I started listening to this, um, podcast called Mindscape and it's, you really have to be in the right mood for it, or at least I do, because it's, it's like when I want to learn something or I want to like expand my mind, right. train my brain a little, like the last episode that I listened to was like how, um, emotions basically happen and how how it's part of your like you don't really think of that as part of your basal like your body's um natural ability to keep itself alive essentially right. like you know you've got your like little inner brain which is your impulses and your you know you need to feed you need to sleep you need to whatever and then it's like then there's a next outer layer of your brain that starts to get a little bit more finessed and so like as we evolve I'm paraphrasing, of course, because these no, are like smart saying, science yeah. people that are talking about. Well, something I mean, in the basic, you keep breathing, yeah. whether you think about it or not, right? right? So this is just how you react to things. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, they're talking about emotions, and are emotions just there to like as a, a, a evolutionary 
you know, basically like a higher evolved part of your new brain, or do they actually serve a purpose, like keeping you alive kind of a thing? And it, and it just talks about like kind of where those come from and where they originate in your brain and why. So it was definitely, um, you definitely have to be in the right headspace for it because it can get pretty like dry and right. sciencey. <laughs> but but I know, thought it was pretty cool. I, I mean, there's so much things that you do day to day that are all creepy. Yeah. Like not just part of who you are, but like how you were raised, like defense mechanisms and things like that. So I'm assuming they probably go over like, oh, well, you kind of trained your brain to do this. And this is why you react to things this way. Mm-hmm. Is it kind of like that? Yeah, kind of. And then also just kind of more about like the, the electronic firing of, you know, neurons and shit like that in your brain. Science. Um, I was sober when I listened to it and I'm starting to get a little not sober now. Right. <laughs> so it's hard for me to um, recall. But anyways, it was a good one. Sean Carroll's Mindscape. Okay. And then, of course, Smartless is always a go-to. Always good. <laughs> I haven't... I haven't listened to any of the newer ones just because I don't have time to listen to podcasts. At least I didn't before California shut down. But now that they're shut down, I got nothing but time. Yep. Well, not me. I still have to go to work because I'm essential. I'm so sorry. You're going to have to teach me how you've been doing all of the social media so I can do it too. Because <laughs> I have enough. no idea. <laughs> uh, what else is going on in the world? Do we have anything to repent for? Mm, just everyday life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we, uh, I don't really, I can't really think of anything. I would like to repent for Rudy Giuliani, uh, just because I just watched the new Borat movie. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, I would like to repent for the entire world who had to watch that shit show. I mean, not saying that the movie was bad. The movie was fucking great. Right, right, right. You should all watch it, but. I couldn't actually stay in the room for that scene because I don't know about you. I'm, I don't know whether it's being empathetic or what, but I cannot watch movies that just embarrass people even if they're fucking horrible monsters like Giuliani I'm just like I can't it affects me in a kind of like a yeah kind of like a throw I don't know I have a very adverse reaction to it like whether it's you know somebody like who's like asked a boy out and they rejected her like I can't I feel too bad for it kind of a thing and so it's like even though he's a garbage human being who would have sex with this young girl and puts his hands down his pants? I'm just like, I, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. It's so embarrassing. Yeah, and just watching him like try to be flirtatious was also oh, very so cringeworthy. Gross. So because he's a troll. I mean, the man is a fucking troll. Yeah, he's gross, and and not like physically, just physically gross. I mean, he's like just he's a gross, gross person. Being. So he's actually to me the epitome of, um, but not uh, Dorian Gray. He's like the picture of Dorian Gray, oh, right? He's all the garbage underneath mm-hmm. of a facade of somebody being charming, even though he's not. He's the gross. He's the mm-hmm. portrait. He's not the charming person who gets to be up front. He's just the decaying, gross, mm-hmm. pus-filled, I don't know. That's a really good analogy. Thank you. I like it. <laughs> it just got in my nugget right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess that is one. I guess that is a new one that I watched was the Borat movie. Borat. Subsequent movie film. Right. <laughs> That's funny. I never watched the first one, so I was a little confused at the beginning. I mean, not really, but I was like, oh, I see what you're doing here. Yeah, it's the same movie as it was. It's just, it's been long enough that now it's like a new generation. Right. And it was the, I mean... The oh, whole... God, that was the other thing. The, the country, or the uh, Southern Belle. God damn it. It was so... Debutante like, ball. Just the period and the... Oh, uh, 
Yeah, very uh, inappropriate and right. hilarious. Which again, I, thought I love hilarious. inappropriate things, but that one I was just like too, too embarrassed. Much. <laughs> I had to get up and leave the room. And again, it's not that I'm offended. I know you, good luck offending me. It's more of a, I can only see myself in that position, but not to be funny. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> so if you want to watch something that Charlotte couldn't handle, right. go and watch Borat's subsequent movie film. <laughs> I, I left the room a lot. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, shit. <laughs> should we, should we tell some stories? Sure. Do we, uh, should we listen to some commercials first? Actually, yes, we should. Uh, I don't know, listeners, if you're just jumping on this train or if you've heard our past episodes, <laughs> but uh, we have a, a unique sort of family situation in which uh, our cousin, <laughs> who's a very public public figure, which is why I'm allowed to talk about him, uh, he's decided that he's a prophet and he started his own sect of the, FL, the FLDS, uh, Fundamentalist Mormon Religion. Should you want to go back and listen to that podcast, I believe it is titled... Uh, it's a bonus episode. Right. And um, it's Fundamental Mormonism. How to start, guide. Oh, yeah. How to start your own cult. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, um, in tribute to our cousin, the prophet, uh, we've... The one mighty and strong. We've made this uh, little commercial. Well, I should say our executive Correct. genius creative director has yes. put this together. Correct. So, um, please enjoy Prophet Tyson's Potted Meat. We know that keeping the food storage stocked can sometimes be a struggle, but boy, howdy, did it just get a whole lot easier. Have we got a delicious and satisfying treat for you. Introducing Prophet Tyson Potted Meat Product. Prophet Tyson Potted Meat is a tasty treat your whole family will enjoy, and it's now packed with 30% more tripe per can. This spreadable, delectable meat product is the perfect addition to your food storage pantry, thanks to its pre-cooked state and extra-long shelf life which also makes it a great item for camping and military uses. Prophet Tyson Potted Meat comes in two tantalizing flavors. Country Pot, a down-home blend of pureed beef, pork, chicken, and that extra tripe. Or give City Pot a try, a spicy grind, a raccoon, feral cat, skunk, and animal shelter dumpster. For a heavenly treat, try Prophet Tyson Potted Meat. Family Home Evening with Bad Mormons listeners can save 20% off your first purchase. Just use the promo code the one mighty and strong at checkout. That's promo code the one mighty and strong for twenty percent off your first purchase of Prophet Tyson's potted meat. And we're back. Oh, it sounds delightful. It sure I mean, does. Can you get too much tripe? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> can you get too much profit? Absolutely not. Uh, uh, cheers <laughs> to having a. Probably one of the more fucked up families. <laughs> I don't know how we've managed it, but we've got a very interesting uh, family. <laughs> Do you have a cousin who's a self-proclaimed prophet of a polygamist sect of fundamental Mormonism? Write us. Let us know about it. Maybe you'll be a guest star. <laughs> We'd like to hear your story. And if not, just have fun listening to ours. <laughs> and as cringeworthy as it is. We're related. <laughs> you don't choose your family. <laughs> you know what you do choose, though? How much alcohol you consume. <laughs> and I think you made a bad choice one night. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Um, I mean, you want to tell listeners about it? <laughs> R- which night really is, is more accurate, but this specific night, day into night, let's just preface it that way. Um, <laughs> so it was Tiffany's birthday. I think it was like her 27th birthday. It doesn't really matter. It wasn't her 30th because that was Point Break Live, right? Mm-hmm. It was at least a couple years before that. There's a place in Bellingham called Jalapenos, and they serve Big Mama's. These are big ass margaritas. Like, literally, one normal person will drink one and be shit faced. I drink two. <laughs> normal people who don't have the alcohol tolerance that we have, <laughs> those who haven't trained their liver for abuse, um, dun, 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 dun. could never even fathom drinking a second one. Um, anyways, we drank two, and then we had this brilliant idea because I drove down there because Bellingham's not that big and it was just down the street from my apartment but I had my croquet set and things like that so I think I kind of remember playing a couple rounds of croquet afterwards but honestly it was brown out I'm not entirely sure but I did leave my car and I was like hey listen I can't hang I gotta go so if there's one good thing that I've been told about myself <laughs> is that even if I am blacked out drunk to the point where I'm just sleeping, um, if you tell me to get up and go, I'll go kind of a thing. Like you got to kind of get me going, but like eventually I'll kind of like, okay, let's just do this. Um, and I can always at least kind of get myself home to where nobody has to drag me anywhere or carry me out because God, that would be so embarrassing. I just wanna I just wanna jump in here real quick and say that this is young Charlotte. Charlotte doesn't black out and have to be carried home now these days. Not often. <laughs> uh, I can't think of the last time that I blacked out. I've browned out a few times. Um but anyways, I digress. Um so anyways, we I think I think we played a couple of rounds of croquet, but I was like, I gotta go. I like I, I knew I had hit my limit and I was like, Oh shit. I got to go home. Like, it was one of the things that if we were at the bar and I look to you and I say, I have to go home, that means I needed to go home at least 15 minutes earlier um, and we should go because, well, that's a whole other story, but my friend Dana did not know that and I went and slept in a bush, but again, I'll I'll tell that story some other time. (laughs) Oh, let's write that on the notes. Charlotte's bush story. Wait, that came out wrong. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, this one might be called Charlotte's bush story. You're Um, right. Anyways, to get on with this story, um, so I, I walked I walked home, I passed out. I guess I locked the door. I lived alone at the time, and um, I slept. And then I, I woke up, and the sun had gone down. Because mind you, when I walked home, I think maybe it was like 2 in the afternoon. So I slept until about maybe 7 or 8. I Honestly, time doesn't even matter at this point because I had no idea. Um, I guess Matt, my sister's boyfriend at the time, had swung by to try to wake me up to come back out to the bars. And I didn't hear it, didn't acknowledge, I have no idea. But then when I woke up, I was like, hey, where are you guys at? They're like, oh, we're, we're down at um, the Grand, come meet us. So I'm like, great idea. So I brush my teeth, I get out, I walk down there, I feel fine. Like I'm still a little drunk, but probably that's why I felt fine was because I was still drunk. And this is all just after two big mamas. It's just two big mamas, that's it. They just, <laughs> it fucked up my day. Um, so I get, I get there, I order a pitcher of beer like you do, and there were, we drank these things called Skittle Shots, where it is a pint glass with a, um, not Red Bull. Is it Red Bull? It's Red Bull. No, it was Sparks. Oh, God. I forgot yeah. about Sparks. Sparks. The alcohol <laughs> energy drink. So, Sparks. And then you have a shot that's like half blueberry vodka and half, I think, like peach vodka. And then you drop the shot. is a drop shot. So, you drop it into the Sparks and then you pound it. And it tastes like Skittles. It's delicious. 
Um, I did one of those and drank half of a beer and then said, I have to go home again. Because, <laughs> again, I know when I've had enough. Um, so I remember me and Matt was nice enough to walk me home. It's my sister's boyfriend who I consider like a brother and he considers me like a sister. Um, and he walks me back to my apartment and I cannot find my key to save my life. Um, he looked through my purse. I looked through my purse. I know it was in there and it was eventually in there, but could not find it. And I lived on the top floor downtown, like downtown proper. Um, and I've got this little love seat up there and I'm like, just let me sleep. I just want to go to sleep. He's like, I'm not letting you sleep. And honestly, it would have been bad if you had like, let you sleep outside your apartment. outside my apartment. Yeah, because again, no. as, as college town nice as Bellingham is, there's a lot of scumbags. I mean, Bellingham, it's the home of every single fucking murderer right. that there ever was. Every, every <laughs> single one of them, the snipers, the fucking Green Rover Ted killer, Bundy. Ted D- Bundy. Can, there's a bunch. Yeah, we should lot. do an episode on that. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna remember that. <laughs> Good idea. Um, anyway, so he's like, "No, you're coming back to my my place." And he had just moved, like, not out of downtown, but not downtown proper. So we had to walk down the street, basically where the road splits to go to Chuckanut, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Which to me was fucking far. Yeah, <laughs> especially when I was shit faced and all I wanted to do was go to sleep. So we get to State Street, which is a main street. I lay down in the middle of it. Oh, saying, Lord, Charlotte. I'm just tired. Please just let me sleep. And he's like, get the fuck up. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I get up. He's and a good like, friend. He's a good friend. Because, um, yeah, well, that's another story. Um, I had a friend who did not get up. But I said, get up. And I actually had to drag him off the street. And I ripped his underwear and stuff. Because I, <laughs> I grabbed him and I just fucking dragged him. Because he was going to get hit by a car. Anyways didn't have to do that with me i at least got up then we walked a little bit further i found some random person's front yard tried to go to sleep there too and he wouldn't let me and um long story do you remember short, all this or um, does he this tell was you told to me okay. and then I, little bits of it have come back like you know if you get like super shit-faced again sometimes little bits come back mm-hmm. so after drinking heavily some other time i was like oh yeah i kind of actually do remember that but maybe that's also just your brain making up stories and filling in the blanks but um, Mindscape should do an episode on that. We should do an episode <laughs> on that. Um, so, anyways, we get to his apartment, and he, mind you, one of, I'm single at the time. Um, his roommate Mike, I kind of had a crush on him a little bit. Mike face, Mike, Mike face, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll come into play later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, Matt gets me up to his condo, and they, they're roommates, and he's like. Like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, pee. And he's like, okay, the bathroom's down the hall. Like, I've never been to Matt's apartment before. Uh, you just moved in, like, maybe a couple weeks earlier. Anyway, <laughs> in the bathroom. And he just hears this, boom, boom. <laughs> like, I had fallen off of the toilet. Uh, <laughs> he's like, you, are you are you okay in there? Knock, knock. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay. So he opens up the door and just sees my ass in the air because I'm face forward on the ground. And he's like, oh, God, Charlotte, go pull your pants up. Get off the toilet. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, like, from what I vaguely remember of this was I said, it's cool. But at this point, I was off the toilet, and I full arched back to pull my pants up. <laughs> and he thought, oh, it's cool. Come in. And it was just straight Charlotte's <laughs> vagina in his face. <laughs> my vishar if you will. Um... Yeah, oh. that's embarrassing. So he was like, oh, God damn it. Ah. Anyways, and I, I I don't remember anything past that. I, I don't even really remember that so much. 
But all I remember is the next day waking up on the couch. I had a blanket over me, and I'm like, where the fuck am I? I had no idea. And I was like, and as a girl, you kind of like, oh, shit, what the fuck did I do? Like, this isn't good. At least I'm on a couch and not somebody's bed. Um, Mike comes out of his room, and, and he's like, he looks at me, and he's like, hey, Charlotte. I'm like, oh. Thanks. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? Like, at least I'm in a, a not a stranger's house. Yeah. You might want to pull your pants up. And I'm like, and sure enough, my my pants are kind of around my butt a little bit. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. What have I done? Because, again, I kind of had a crush on Mike. So did I try to be like, hey, blah, 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 you know, which I would totally 100% have done. Um, I mean, like, just drunkenly done something stupid. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he just starts laughing. He's like, nah, I was going to fuck with you and come out in my robe. And be like, oh, hey, you could have uh, slept in my bed if you wanted to. Um, but I decided that was a dick move. So we didn't do it. I was like, Thank you very much for that. And then they, <laughs> Matt woke up, came out, and they made me eggs and told me all about what I had done the night before. <laughs> so, innocent enough story. I'm so sorry, Matt, for showing you my Vajarjar again. But actually, <laughs> for the longest time, and then maybe, you know what, today's Tuesday. I'm going to text message him right now. Um, every Tuesday, well, not every, but a lot of Tuesdays randomly Matt will either text message me or I would text message him and just say happy anniversary because <laughs> that happened on a Tuesday. Um, <laughs> so since it's Tuesday, I think I will, uh, I will text message him and say happy anniversary. I'm so glad you decided to tell this story because it's <laughs> one of my favorite things. I wasn't there. I wasn't even part of it. I don't even think I lived there at the time. Yeah, you'd I think I had cold. moved you away. You to San Francisco at this point. But, uh, God damn it, if that isn't one of the best stories I've ever heard. <laughs> no Big Mama. I refuse to drink a Big Mama ever again. Uh, I mean, I had, I can't even say I had a good time. Yeah. Like, I was just either having a great time or too drunk very quickly. Right. <laughs> you know, we actually have been really lucky that just, that's how girls get taken advantage mm-hmm. of, you know what I mean? So, well, like even Mike was saying, he was like, I was going to fuck with you and say that, but even Mike was like, even in jest, that's not cool. Yeah. I don't know. Which actually at the time and at that age, I would have been like, no, that's fucking hilarious and you should have done it. Right. Um, And there's a slight part of me now that's kind of saying that too, but like even just after watching, um, what was that movie that we just watched with James Vanderbeek? the rules of attraction. Oh, right. And the whole opening scene is her getting date raped by some dude while she's trash. It's like, that's yeah. not cool. I mean, it was never cool to begin with, but like, whereas that was kind of passe or, you know, like, oh, it happens. It's like, no, that's not a thing that happens. Right. Right. And it's never okay. Yeah. So it's a risky, risky choices right? that you're making. Luckily, uh, you know, luckily our friends are the shit and look out for us because exactly. who knows what would have happened. Bad things. Yeah. <laughs> if you passed out on somebody's front lawn. <laughs> I only one other time I'm not gonna go into it, but we were in Long Beach for a hair show and the person I was hanging out with was saying like racist jokes and I wasn't having a good time. So I took a lot of shots because I figured just blackout so I don't have to fucking deal with it and I tried to sleep on someone's lawn again. So this is something that's not new to me. Um You're like, Oh, soft grass. I was like, Oh, just go. I'll just sleep on this person's front yard. They'll they'll be fine. You know, um, speaking of date rape, uh well, that's a good way to quit. Speaking of date rape, um, we used to actually take GHB for fun <laughs> back in Bellingham, like way back in the 90s. It was just like, we wanted to see, I forget how it started, but it was like going around. People had it. 
and uh, it was easier to find than any other drug. And it was so just like, weird. we want to see what it's like to, to see, you know, if you could tell. So it's like you drink it by itself, and it just makes you feel like, I don't know how to explain it, like just loopy and a little kind of like super mild uh, molly okay. a little bit. But you're still coherent enough, and then the minute you have any alcohol with it, you just die get out of control i'm like don't remember right and it's not that you get super fucked up and you remember being hella wasted you just it's just you're just done. Out. it's just like xanax out. kind of i've never blacked out on xanax have you taken it with alcohol yeah it's with a nice glass of wine absolutely yeah. but <laughs> i've had friends who say that they like take a whole bar they're like oh no i just like a little corner a little oh. glass of wine and i'm good but yeah they're like i don't know i was just i fell asleep why would people think this is fun i'm like Clearly not doing it right. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like that. Uh, I don't know. It just popped into my head when you were, <laughs> when this uh, conversation took well, a dark I turn. you guys came from Washington. So it was you and Courtney and you guys had gone to Mexico and bought some, right? That's Definitely bought it. some in Mexico, but I don't think that was the first time we, because yeah, we started this, doing it a lot. <laughs> okay. So this was the time that I, I knew about it and the guy I was dating uh, in high school I remember he and our brother Kelly were kind of hanging out and Courtney and like, you want to do GHB? And I just kind of looked at them and I was like, do I want to do the date rape jug? No, I do not. I mean, I've done a lot of drugs, but I don't know. The date rape drug just didn't sound like a drug that I wanted to do. And which is so hilarious to me because my boyfriend who was at the time was so like, not that he didn't do any drugs, but he was always so like straight laced as far as like, again, that. The words that came out of my mouth were the words that should have been coming out of his mouth. Right. Because, uh, well, why would I do the drink? Drug? But no, him and Kelly did. And I guess they both drank like a sip off of a beer. And just, because I remember him telling me about it later. He's like, yeah, me and Kelly, we took a sip off of a beer. And I remember not being able to get off of the ground. Our brother Kelly? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Dan and Kelly were just like, and I'm like, you guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, that's the thing with that is, like, it's kind of fun. I didn't like it that much. I didn't like it as much as some other people like right. it. <laughs> but uh, it was kind of fun, and it was cheap. Um, it, you'd always get it, like, in a little, you know, plastic water bottle. Um, but, yeah, the, the minute you drank alcohol with it, it was all over, which is the, how the whole date rape thing happens. Right. Well, now that I'm off work for a couple of weeks, I had this idea that maybe I wanted to do some mushrooms or... I just don't like acid, so I don't think I would do acid again. But, like, I was, I was talking to one of my clients about it. And I was like, because he's like, oh, yeah, I haven't done that since college or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of have this feeling. But I'm not going to work for a couple of weeks. I don't have to worry about being hungover. I don't have to worry about any of that stuff. And it might be kind of fun. And then I remembered that fucking fentanyl has ruined everything. Not mushrooms, though. Well, that's if you're actually getting mushrooms. So, like, I watched this whole 2020 thing. I bring it up all the time. Um, there was this girl, straight-A student, very smart, you know, above-board kind of chick. She just wanted to see what acid was like. So she bought some from somebody in high school that was selling it. And her and her friend took it, and she didn't wake up, and her friend did. And then they couldn't figure out what it was. And when they went back and traced it, it wasn't acid at all. It was something somebody bought in China, and it had fentanyl in it. And the reason why she died and the other one didn't was because it was just so much more fentanyl on one than the other because you can't regulate it. And it's like, fuck that. So it's like, you have to really trust your drug dealer friends. And I don't think I trust anybody that much to die over it. Well, but, but that's just the thing is with mushrooms, you can see. It's not like... Oh, see, I like to buy chocolate where it's oh. cooked down into it, right? So, I mean, again, more unlikely 
you know, than a, a little tab of paper, but still. I not. can teach you how to make your own chocolate. Well, then I gotta find the mushrooms. Exactly, and then you can see exactly what you're doing. And we don't what do drugs here. <laughs> and what you're making. Plus the, well, I'll teach you. About. I make the butter, right? And then the butter and the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that way you get an even distribution of psilocybin. Yeah, there's a whole thing. We'll talk about it offline. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't remember if we've talked about this yet. Um, we're going on a little bit long, so I think I'm gonna save my story for next week. Okay. But uh. There was a time, that, so back when I first, uh, it's not when I first moved to Bellingham, but it was, I was still fairly new to Bellingham, and Tiffany was pretty new to Bellingham, and it was when all of our friends were living at that house uh, we called 419, and we had a ton of fun over there, and you know, drank a lot of beers, like hung out together, um, it was just like a really tight group of people, and we were still tight, I'm still tight with some of them to this day, um, but we were just basically like, you know, young kids partying and just being irresponsible <laughs> and I will never fucking forget one time there was an older dude who was probably far too old to be hanging out with us <laughs> the age that we were but he was like much older like in his 50s or 60s and he had taken a bunch of weed and had steeped it in Everclear oh. to the point where and I don't know the process of it I don't know how long or how much or anything like that but he gave me a shot like a half of a shot um, which was a thick green color like it wasn't see-through at all it was opaque and it was green and it smelled so much like weed and I didn't, right. didn't really smoke weed and I've never really been a big fan of of the weed it's not my jam um but I'm going to tell you the potency of this thing like it should have been a couple of drops like half of a shot was way right. too fucking much <laughs> and I that's the most stoned I've ever been in my life in fact that's probably why I fucking never <laughs> picked it up because I just got so high and I was so like paranoid not not paranoid in the sense like you get paranoid when you're like kind of cracked out right um but paranoid in the sense that i was just so fucked up that i was embarrassed oh yeah, that yeah, everybody yeah. knew how fucked up i was kind of that's thing. how i feel on pot too it's uh everybody knows i'm high mm-hmm. and then am i breathing is my heart still beating <laughs> i i get super paranoid i can't smoking doesn't work for me and eating edibles definitely doesn't work for me yeah i don't um, like it I prefer the oh, my liver would prefer that I liked the the marijuana. Yeah, but alas, <laughs> there was another another situation in Bellingham too, like right around that same time, where our sister I won't say the names just in case she doesn't want it to be publicly mentioned, but uh, our sister I well, everyone's gonna know now. Well, we've got lots of sisters. We don't know which. Well, one. I was gonna say she'd just gotten a job at the co-op, so that oh. narrows it down. <laughs> <laughs> Only for people who worked at the co-op. <laughs> True. Uh, but she was, um, I, can't, I think she was on call. We had a system we called a sub where basically like it was, that was such a high, um, coveted job, coveted job that everybody wanted it. So you would take this position where you'd be on call and then they would call you when somebody would call out sick for work. And so that was her. She was a sub that day, just waiting for the phone call. And, uh, she had taken, I can't remember if it was, somebody had made cookies, pot cookies. And I can't remember if she didn't know it was a pot cookie or if she just didn't know how strong it was, but basically she ate the whole cookie. And normally people eat like a tiny piece like of a, it. Yeah, break like a corner of it. Yeah. And she was fucked up for like three days. And I remember they were trying to get her to go into work and she's just like, and it was like her first day oh, or no. something. And they were calling me and they were like, well, you, you know, you vouched for your sister. And I was like, she's so sick. Right. <laughs> she's, it's really like just such unfortunate timing or whatever. But she was, she felt so terrible about that. And she just was so 
like out of it for days like that shit if you if you don't pay attention to the dosage that shit can fuck you up so that happened to me craig had a little chocolate laying around i never knew what it was but i just thought ah, i was doing my nails and i was like you know what i'm just gonna take a little corner literally the tiniest corner and ate it and i was like whatever and then i totally forgot that i ate it because you know it wasn't like I was like, I'm going to do some drugs tonight. Right. And, you know, whatever. And so I remember I'd finished my nails and I was on to my toenails. And, like, when I got halfway through that, I kind of felt, because it takes, like, an hour or so, like, and um, I was doing the, the gels, so it took a bit to kind of do them. And, uh, and I was like, I feel fucking weird. Something's wrong with me. And then it dawned on me. I was like, God damn it, Charlotte, you ate eat that chocolate you idiot or whatever and so craig had no idea that i was stoned or that i'd even eaten it because it wasn't something like i talked i was just like oh a little piece of candy or whatever i'll just get slightly like i thought maybe it would be like a xanax right where i just kind of be like i just i'm cool or whatever no um i swear the same commercial played three times i mean i literally watched it loop and i'm like how is this happening again and for the third time i'm like is this real life or am I hallucinating? You don't usually hallucinate from pot, but sure as shit, that commercial played three goddamn times. <laughs> Kit Kat commercial. And like, then I was like, okay, I just, I feel funky, like not in a good way. And I was like, okay, I'm breathing. My heart's beating. Everything's fine. It's like, I'm going to, I think maybe I have to go to the bathroom. Like maybe I just have to pee. And my body's just telling you like, gotta go do something. And normally it's so automatic that you're just like oh, i have to go to the bathroom and do it but now my body's having all these other reactions to it or something i don't know i got up i very i didn't crab walk but i felt like i was like i just i walked very weirdly like maybe like i had just given birth off of the couch and craig just looks at me like i'm insane and i look at him like i am so stoned right now and he's like you are not I'm like i am so stoned right now and then i went to go pee and when i came back he's like seriously you're stoned i'm like I ate a little bit of the chocolate. I don't know what happened. And he's just like, okay, so will you put on some com- like some cartoons or something? Because I just remember watching cartoons in high school when I get stoned. So, like, just do that. I had never seen Rick and Morty before. Oh, no. <laughs> Rick and Morty. And I'm like, wait, is this supposed to be interdimensional travel? Like, or is my brain just going off on some tangent? God damn it. <laughs> And I finally, after like 10 minutes, like I got, I'm going to bed. I can't with this. And I thought for sure I would feel fine in the morning. And I did not. I had a class. I had to drive to Costa Mesa. And I was like, I don't, I told Craig as, as I'm getting in my car, he's handing me a water. I think I'm still stoned. I don't think I can go. He's like, oh, you're full of shit. I'm like, I am not full of shit. And I, I drove very carefully on the freeway, but I should not have been driving. And it wasn't until I actually, like, I remember I sat, as soon as I sat down with a, uh, my pen and paper to take notes at this class, all of a sudden I was fine. But, like, I could understand how Tiffany was stoned for three days. It's terrible. That's so fucking funny. Like, Rick and Morty, I can barely process that sober. It's such a good show. And I'm just like, wait, what? Because you think, I'm so stoned. This is not about interdimensional travel, clearly. Why would there be a cartoon about this? No, there is. And it's fucking great. Right. We should probably go watch that right now. You know what? We're not caught up, so I'd say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, everybody, thanks for listening to yeah. us get drunk and ramble on and tell you about sometimes we probably shouldn't be alive. Maybe we should have been 
committed. Uh, possibly showed our friends our vaginas. <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. I'm gonna text you right now, though. Happy anniversary, friends. Hey, uh, we're we're getting all creative with the California shutdown, so oh, yeah. we're making some merch for you guys. We're thinking about maybe Christmas ornaments. You guys want masks? You want T-shirts? Socks? What do you want? Earrings? I can put any image into a, a necklace. So somebody was selling this because I I've uh, been I've been a uh, selling my necklaces that I've been making and I can put any image into it. So if you want to do like a custom, if you want your dog or your cat into a necklace, send me an image, 20 bucks. You can reach out to us on our website or you can reach out to us with our Gmail, fhebadmormons at gmail.com. We're on all the social medias. And uh, yeah, so if you guys have any ideas of stuff you want, we will make it for you. Just let us know. And uh, thanks for listening. If you guys haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. Same thing on YouTube. It really goes a long way to helping other people find our show. You can like, subscribe, comment on our YouTube. That would be awesome. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening. We love you. Peace out.